This podcast is a Bendy Geddig Media production. Hello, I'm Michael Sheen, and you are listening to a Touchline Rant podcast. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for ATR. Mitch, do you know how I'm feeling? What are you feeling, mate? Yeah, all right, thanks for asking, you know. <laughs> um, episode 202, my OCD will forever annoy me. Now this isn't 201, clean slate time. It's 202 uh, of a Touchline Ramp podcast, my name's Luke. But what makes this episode even more exciting is we've got finally new voices on the podcast. We've got new co-hosts. We've got we've got new people to bring you. Let's start with the old Mitchell. Hello. I unfortunately you're still stuck with me. So you know the man hello, who everyone. was only ever meant to be a one-week guest on this podcast. Hello. Can't get rid of <laughs> three, me. Three and a half years later. One wedding in Australia later. Here we are. <laughs> we are also joined tonight. Uh, by Steve. Steve, say hello, mate. Hello. Hello, everyone. Lovely to be here. Very honoured to be part of the, the 200 club. I know. It's good, Nick. We could form our own army of episodes. They would fold, to be fair. Um, we're going to say hello as well. <laughs> it's the most exciting one. Uh, to Cassie. Oh, I like that. I'm the most exciting. Hello. You are. I'm, I offended a group of Spurs supporting Australians oh. not that long ago, um, which Mitch was giving me sort of information on. Oh, you've offended me many of a time and I've not known you that long. <laughs> I can't believe you've also offended me and Steve by saying Cassie's the most exciting introduction. There. Like, here we are. Come on. You know, Sorry, unbelievable. Not. I can't believe it. <laughs> We've got an actual Spurs fan. It's just a watershed moment for me. I know there's not many hobbits, <laughs> and they're all related to me. So you know, <laughs> like the only person, the only people that I've offended more, well, is Frank Lampard. That's the only person I've said more shit about <laughs> on this podcast than Spurs. I reckon. Brilliant. Um, he stopped, Frank I stopped listening at about one fifty, I think, didn't he? Yeah, Frank just had to go. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept, I just kept calling him a pretend at market Tim Sherwood. I mean, you're not wrong. No, he's awful. I'm sorry. (laughs) He was a great player, but he's a ridiculous. He's he's ridiculous coach. He played football manager once and thought he was good at it. (laughs) He's one. He's one Gillet away from Sherwood, really, isn't he? He is. (laughs) It's ridiculous. It's I don't get it. He suits Everton. Fuck him. Sorry, Everton. We were yeah. Everton and we're only seconds in. I just, I just call it as I see it. That's all. <laughs> right, Steve. There's, I've got two questions for you. Um, the first one's quite big. The first one should be a small answer. Which one would you like? Do you want the big one or the small one? <laughs> oh. Small one, please. Oh. Who do you support? <laughs> I support uh, Manchester United. 
Oh, God. There's another one. Two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Kept that quite from Mitch, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Strength in numbers, eh? Yeah. This is. Yeah. It's going to be, it's either that or because Cassie, I can't, oh, I'm going, right, Cassie, same question. because <laughs> You've got to reveal it. <laughs> Sadly for me, I, I am a Tottenham Hotspur supporter. Yeah. Tottenham. It wasn't a joke beforehand. She is, <laughs> she is actually yeah. a Tottenham fan. I have. <laughs> I need your confirmation. Now. Mitch, this could be, in fairness, the one season you as a Nottingham Forest fan who are flying in the championship. Mm. This could mm. be the season where you're the only happy one on it. <laughs> <laughs> it be, I can't believe it. What we could have done by rebranding this podcast is just make it more <laughs> miserable. That's what we've done. Oh, the apocalypse, isn't it? Crazy. Um, right. Steve, back to you. Who mm. are you? <laughs> oh, who am I? Well, that is a big question. So existential. Um, so... I'm, I'm Steve Bennett, and I live in I'm, I live in Cardiff, but I'm from Salisbury originally. Uh, moved here for university and never left. Um, Correct decision. I've, I have a I have a less poisonings in Cardiff than Salisbury. Very, very true. Yeah, I mean <laughs> categorically less. You know, um, uh, yeah. I I have a background in theatre. Did a degree in theatre. I ran a, a small fringe theatre company for a few years. Um, I've always been a huge uh, football fan. Well, I say always, since I was about 16. I rebelled against my dad for the first 16 years of my life. Oh, and then eventually, eventually caved and became a United fan. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and that's it. I currently work for Little Man Coffee as well. Um, friends of the pod. Um, very good friends of the pod love little man coffee yeah i best do the i do their deliveries in their eco van for alternative milk so that's that's good uh and i also run a company that makes uh that does upholstery for motorsport seat inserts so i have my fingers in many pies <laughs> we love fingers in pies on this podcast <laughs> you're in the right place yeah if anything, it's the one thing that our listeners have consistently told us we're missing. Literally, what it was. <laughs> um, I was going to send this to my mum. <laughs> <laughs> what we're missing on the little comments cards. <laughs> <laughs> More yeah. fingers in pies. Um, Cassie, right. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I feel like compared to Steve, this is going to be very short and sweet. Um, obviously, as I've mentioned, I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Have been since the day I was born. I don't think I ever had a choice in that. As like every other Spurs fan, you're either born into it or you change your mind. Um, yeah. Blog a bit in my spare time. And the rest of the time I work for Steelworks. Very, very glamorous. That's Can, it. I mean, That's my intro. <laughs> We're this, going with it. <laughs> this is a wonderful time to be part of this podcast. Four years ago, when I started it on a whim. Do you know what I mean? They, they look at where we are. This is superb. Um, I, to be honest, what's happened here now, I've just realised where we're going next on the running order. And weirdly, we've gone super upbeat in the first <laughs> section. And I looked down, I went, where am I going to segue into? And I, oh, yeah, it's just a wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's what I'm going to segue into. There's no way, turns out, of recording a podcast and segueing into a section which is essentially about a war that is a good way of doing it. So this is the way that I've chosen to do it. We could do a Lampardian Lampardian switch. (laughs) (laughs) To very serious all of a sudden. (laughs) Yeah, oh, yeah, they're great. They are, but seriously, Russia are at war. We get to meet all of you, but uh, we need to talk about war now. Yeah. Right. Russia and their clubs have been barred from by FIFA and UEFA. Can't compete. And I find it very interesting that the clubs have released statements condemning the decision (laughs) rather than condemning the invasion of Ukraine. It's quite telling. So I was going to come into this going, correct decision? But I genuinely have no idea. I mean, I'll throw it open to the floor. But Mitch, let's start with you. Let's start with you on this. Correct decision? Like any other alternative solution? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I mean, it took them, they had to do a U-turn though, didn't they, FIFA? They yeah. Went, originally it was, um, you know, no flags, not competing under the name Russia. Um but yeah, and so I don't know. I mean, FIFA are a bit of a joke, really. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think they've left with, with no choice, really. I mean, you, 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 they they have to make some stand. Surely, even a body like FIFA at some point has to make some stand. Um, I'm, I'm that's really a, that's amazing. That shows you how poor of a company you are. If it takes a war to have you and make even a then, stand. You've got to, do a U-turn after a bit of pressure afterwards, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with the like the, the World Cup qualifiers and, and stuff like that afterwards. Um, yeah. That'll be interesting. But I mean, I think yeah, you definitely the right decision. Yeah, but like you said, it's been interesting. Firstly, how they come about that decision and uh, the sort of meandered approach to get there, and then the um, the reaction of of people or the silence from some people in some areas on it. So yeah, it's. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Do you know what it is that with FIFA doing the U-turn? That episode of The Simpsons where it just goes like that. And it's like, <laughs> that means the taxes. It's literally what happened was FIFA went, oh shit, there's a war. And Russia just went. You oh, can't yeah, they, do that on a podcast, mate. No one can really they, see what you're doing. I can see what you're doing. This, this is, is what happened to me. Two episodes in your amateur. Rubbing fingers and thumbs together. He's two and two episodes. Yeah, I don't know if we're not recording funny. video anymore. <laughs> Russia just pay him a lot of money. Do you know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> it's inevitable. Um, what, Cassie, where do you see this going, say, international football? Because everyone's taken a stand and said they won't play Russia. Yeah. But sure, I mean, I just don't understand how we're going to get a team in with it being fair. Like, there's talk of Poland getting a bye. Like, should Wales come out? I don't I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is, to be honest. Like, I know a lot of people, look, the decision that was taken to say, let's play them all on neutral territory, no anthems. It was just such a, a silly move. Like, the, the move that's been made today is the right move, 100%. What they do, I mean, Poland probably will end up getting a bye, won't they? Like, is there any other option? But, it's just weird. You know, a lot of people coming out and saying, well, and, and politics are, are separate you know especially with Chelsea and Tuchel and Abramovich and all of that and him saying we're not politicians I get that yeah 
football's also a very powerful thing. And that's going to mean, you look at the clubs that have come out and said, oh, this is outrageous. We shouldn't be being penalised for it. it. It is a powerful thing. It should be being done. I think it's, but what, how they manage it, I've, God, I've no idea. But imagine the admin. Like yeah. this is the only way I know how to be about this is kind of as upbeat and lighthearted as I possibly can be because I've never discussed war before. Do you know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. mad. So it's the it's just imagine the admin behind it and FIFA just like oh god yeah. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to suspend them. It's like there's a what been, started a war. There, there's <laughs> actually been calls uh, or potential. Um, sort of workings of the way that the, the the way that it's worked out from the like the polish fa and the other fas refusing to uh play russia before fifa um mm-hmm. actually had came did their u-turn with their stronger statement because let's face it the first uh, one was bloody weak yeah mm-hmm. that actually the way that it could shake out is that russia get a buy because the because mm-hmm. the other countries are the ones that are refusing to play them within the current setup Imagine if that was yeah. Now if that is and now and now if FIFA <laughs> don't do anything about that, then then the world is fucked and uh, going to hell on a handcart because that that is where they, they just can't they can't let that happen. It's but just then... mental. It's just it's unreal that these things are happening. Where what's also happened in relation to this is obviously Abramovich has said that he's handed over stewardship of Chelsea to his charitable trustees. But then, as far as I'm aware, the latest is those same people have gone, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to run a football okay. club. That we're, it's... like, having to have this discussion. Like, there's, like, yeah. a war broken out and we're talking about a football club that is, like, so tightly linked to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, stu- the stewardship thing is ridiculous because basically that statement that Abramovich came out with means absolutely nothing. So the term stewardship and care is not a legal term. He, yeah. he, hasn't, he hasn't transferred ownership. He hasn't transferred shares. He hasn't transferred anything else. So, you, OK, and apparently from some sources, they were saying that that statement, some of the trustees, so the trustees of the Chelsea Charitable Funders six. Um, people like Bruce Buck, who's the chairman of the of Chelsea, and uh, Emma Hayes, the Chelsea women's manager, is one of them. And there's some lawyers and um, and the like a previous uh, founder of Kick It Out campaign, um, Pilar. Um, you know, these are all like big big people in the game, but apparently some of them didn't know that this was happening in the first place. And his statement was one of the first things times they'd heard it. Um, Imagine and- that. Yeah, which is bonkers. And also, if you're Emma Hayes, you're like, oh, I'm just, you know, trying to win the WSL. Oh, and now I potentially have to run one of the largest football clubs in the world as well. Are you mad? That's that's, just, be, that's not yeah. happening. And uh, but the, the the crazy thing about it is, is that, you know, uh, he so nothing has happened. Like he still owns 100 percent of the of the of Chelsea through um, Fordstrom Limited, which is the holding company. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's the only reason he's doing it is, is to, in my opinion, is to try and garner some softening because of all the talk from MPs about sanctions against him and against Russians and oligarchs. Because ultimately, 
and obviously he said this in his statement and saying that he was trying to protect in the interest of Chelsea, which could work. But because ultimately, if I was I was reading an article that was saying about how if they did go through with it to the full letter of the law on what sanctions can achieve, Chelsea would be screwed. Like they wouldn't, they would have to freeze all their assets. They wouldn't be able to function. They wouldn't be able to pay wages. They wouldn't be able to use bank accounts. They would be done. And, and, but obviously is the UK government going to let that happen to a company that, that generated 400 million pounds last year? Like it's it, unbelievable. It, yeah, it's it, unbelievable. And and Abramovich is is kind of putting the government in a difficult position because can you sanction other oligarchs and not sanction him because of his relationship to Chelsea? Yeah. But at the same time, he, he's always reputedly had all these ties with Putin. It's like it's a it's a horrible situation to be in for the government. And and but you know, let's face it, Boris Johnson hasn't particularly come out and been strong on on what he said about the war either. So, uh, and the, let's say, right, the invasion of, of the Ukraine. Um, so, you know. He was on the front line in Norwich the other day, according to a post. What was he? Our prime minister on the front line. He was taken oh, to Norwich. I don't know what in, it was the front line, not front line of tractor in. Was that a Daily Mail headline by any chance? Uh, it was worse. It was a Conservative MP. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, just on the um Luke, just on the um on the what will happen with the with the World Cup qualifiers, there is a precedent set if you can sort of compare things to the past. But when Yugoslavia were kicked out of Euro ninety-two, yeah. Um the th- I think the third place team went in. So that would suggest maybe Slovakia, Iraq. but this is totally new. That, is, where's Estonia in all of this? Aren't they there or thereabouts, if memory serves? Not sure. I think the the third the, the team who come third in Russia's group is Slovakia. Um, I think They'd be the third, that'd be good for them. Third best. I think the third place team who did best in qualifying, uh, Norway, um, highest ranked third place team, Hungary. So yeah, there's a few there's a few options. So, um, but yeah, precedent from '92 was be Slovakia. But who knows? You know, it's a long time ago now, and um, yeah. Every, you can't. It's not really comparing apples with apples, really, is it? So Denmark so. went on to win that tournament. So it could be some yeah. crazy Euro, um, Euro love uh, World Cup love story. Yeah, that happening. was that was a very strange section to do when you are fundamentally a football podcast that tries to keep it like <laughs> yeah. that. Was that was weird? Um, let's lighten the mood and let's all reminisce about Kepa's penalty. like honest to god it couldn't i said on this podcast mitch was there when it happened it was at little man garage with rob when i said it that was the day that was the day after kepper refused to come off the pitch for mauricio sari and i said on that podcast i don't care if they won it they should have sacked him there and then i would have i wouldn't I wouldn't have cared. I'd have just sacked him for him to be the one who's brought off the bench and missed the winning penalty. It's amazing. Oh, it feels like justice from four years ago when that <laughs> happened. I was like, finally, you know I'm vindicated. Do you know what um, made me laugh way more than his miss, though? It was Virgil van Dijk's penalty. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I think that's my new favourite penalty of all time. How many it times have just... you watched it? Because I've got it on, oh, the... <laughs> on repeat. So good. 
just amazing so that he like tries to psych him out and he's like oh i've got all the ground here i'm i'm in control and then virgil van dyke's like i don't think so pal <laughs> and the stare he gives him afterwards as well yeah. as he's walking away yeah. oh, eyeballing. what a game that was though I, I can't remember the last time i watched a full game that was that intense it was insane and does anyone know if anyone's ever scored 11 penalties as well that was unbelievable that was most unbelievable. in the league cup mm. I it's did too much with the kepa thing though because it is one of those things in it luke we spoke about with the world cup you know the manager takes a punt and thinks right let's let's correct what happened we'll bring him on even mm. though men had a great game and it's just gone horribly <laughs> Mm. Didn't Van Gaal do it in the Euros? Was it Van Gaal with the... Van Gaal yeah, did it in the yeah. Cruel cruel on. And Sillison, yeah. yeah. And he but saved like, the penalty. But, like, I was looking at the, the stats and Kepa's uh, saved seven of his last 24 pens faced and Mendy's only saved two of 32. Yeah. So, oh, st- so statistically, you know, he's yeah. 20, 29% to 6%. That's excluding shootouts, bear in mind. But, like... Mendy in the game, he made that amazing double save. Um, and also just like physically, stature wise, like he's got, he's like what, 6'5? Yeah, yeah. Like, just one that, that, you know, back yeah, just one that he's, he's on a high in a shootout as well. In a shootout, like this is one of those instances where it's worth remembering. And I am all for stats and stats bomb and XG. I love it. I think it's brilliant because I'm a football geek when it comes to things like that. But Sometimes it's, it's worth remembering that the game is actually played on grass with yeah. your own eyes. And Mendy was having a brilliant game. And he should have stayed on. And it's gone wrong. And fair enough. I mean, it's, it's one for me and Steve. Do you know what gets me with this game? Liverpool posted up uh, a stat of all the trophies that Jurgen Klopp has won in his time at Liverpool Football Club. Mm-hmm. Sir Alex Ferguson won every single one of those in a 12-month period once. <laughs> I, it was one of my favourites. It's like literally someone I followed. My, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but my favourite thing that. afterwards was on, it kept coming up on BBC Sports uh, social media. Was they shared a picture of Michael Owen in the uh, tunnel of I assume Anfield? Oh yeah. Um, next to like all the trophies they'd won, and it had like League Cups eight, and then he was just next to it, and it says now nine. And I was just like, you, everyone at Liverpool hates you. <laughs> because you you know he's not loved at United he's not loved at Liverpool he's not loved at Newcastle he's not loved at Real Madrid because he went to all those big clubs one after the other and like who he shut up Owen. genuinely I think Michael Owen is most liked in my house because I have a soft spot for Michael Owen the only person on planet Earth. yeah I know the only reason well two reasons actually one and most importantly, he scored the fourth goal in a 4-3 victory for I mean, Man United over Man City. And he had the number seven on his back. Mark Hughes was manager of Man City. They just bought loads of players and it was in front of the Stratford end. It was a beautiful moment. I remember that so goal. I will ha- he also scored a hat-trick against Wolfsburg in the Champions League, which helped us qualify that year as well, which people forget. Have you got um, up on your wall behind you, yeah. Yeah, I left honestly. <laughs> but the other reason is because he steadfastly refuses to watch movies, and I just enjoy how he knows everyone's making fun of him, but he's just like, I don't care. I'm just happy being me. You've got to respect that. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I get it, but I, I just you could turn up at his house now, Steve, with a copy of Jaws on DVD, and he'd tell you to fuck off. <laughs> he wouldn't know what it was. <laughs> he'd be having none of it. 
Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, but none of it. Talking about steadfastly refusing to do things any differently, Marcelo Bielsa was sacked. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice segue. That, that was good, wasn't it? I'm glad that recovers from earlier on. on I really feel for Bielsa. I really do. I, I think a lot of the Leeds fans do as well. Like, you know, oh, I'm going to miss him. The, the football they were playing under him, it was just, you know, fast, fearless. It's exactly what you want to be watching, isn't it? Leeds were playing. Yeah. The exact kind of football we all love to watch. It doesn't matter who plays it. I just, yeah, I mean... I wonder, I genuinely else. wonder how much of his decision-making came in, like, what the fact that Rafinha is probably going to not stay at Leeds past mm. this season. Mm. And if he just went, well, I'm... I'm I'm out of a job then because we're going to get relegated without Rafinha. <laughs> it's like if you play fantasy football, the one thing that's been said this season is the way to perform is fill your players, get your team full of Liverpool, Man City, and Chelsea players, and make sure you got Rafinha. If you do those things, you'll do well on fantasy football this season. It's in. I I, I'm going to miss him. I don't know what I'm going to miss more though. Him, the box he sits on, or the or his translator. I I genuinely don't. I, I personally yeah. players speaking about the murder ball sessions he puts them through. I just think that's hilarious. He's actually yeah. running them ragged. But the, but my, the best Bielsa story that I've ever heard was when someone broke into his house and he took the pin out of, hang, of a hand grenade <laughs> and stood there holding it. <laughs> really? <laughs> and he okay. said to get out of his house because he was prepared to kill them and die with them. You're not going to get that from Marsh. You? Let's be honest. <laughs> Absolutely not. The, that versus Jesse Marsh. Like, come on. Oh, my God. Oh, it's amazing. I just, I'm going to miss him. I am going to miss him. Um, I, think, I think the thing with the, the, the Bielsa, like you saying about Rafinha, I think he's really just missed... Um, the spine of his team, Bamford, Phillips, yeah, and, Phillips and, um, and Cooper as well, and Lorente for large parts of it as well. And I think, you know, like they play that they play that man marking system that the way I see when you have teams like that that are so systemic, when you take one piece out, if yeah. the other piece isn't even if the other piece isn't even like ninety eight percent right then the system won't work because it is it's all about how they work together and i think that that's partly been the issue and you know like you say players like rafinha had are fantastic but again because it's such a system based team it doesn't allow individuals to shine as much as another team would this but also you've had that squad who were only as good because of his tactics oh absolutely Bam- bamford and philip Bamford would never have got an England call up without the way that that without the no. what um, when you consider how many clubs he'd been to before yeah. on loan and he and, tried and in the Premier League and failed yeah as well and like loads of times you know like Sean Dyche hated him and said yeah. he wouldn't get you Sean know Dyche wouldn't get anything everyone. out of him Sean well, Dyche but you know he's not a Sean Dyche player but apparently there was a there was a lot of talk at the time because apparently Bamford's quite uh, an educated plays like the, the modern day Frank Lampard in he's that confused respect. Sean Dyche that's what he's stepping on it yeah and basically people were saying that he thinks that there was there was talk at the time that Dyche didn't like him because he was like Cambridge educated or whatever yeah. I don't know what I I love it. Sean Dyche yeah. has stormed into a dressing room one day while Bamford's there and he's 
fucking reading again. He's doing his head in. It's just, <laughs> Sean Dyche is like that grain of sand you get in between your toes on a beach that just oh. grinds as you're walking. <laughs> That's literally Sean Dyche. Oh, but the thing is about go with the with Leeds. I think their their squad isn't. I guess not massive. And when you like Steve was saying, when you it's not like you you got teams like Liverpool where they can Robertson could be rested and Simakas could come in, or you could have um, you know they bought Diaz now and they they've got a system mm. and a way of playing. And even if they can't put out their first 11, you can almost bring in six or seven players and they can play exactly the same way. Um, and, you know, City, similarly, so many interchangeable players, lots of pet rotation, but really it doesn't seem to affect, affect them a lot of the time. But with a club like Leeds, they, they, they're not blessed with a, a massive squad. There is, you know, a lot of younger players and you're asking them to come in. And when you've got this this team that's, built on a, a particular way of playing mm-hmm. and then you're having to move out some of that spine and replace it with others, they, they haven't got the resources then to come in and carry on playing that way. And um, it's been really interesting that the, the, as a lot of Leeds fans have been saying, look, I'd rather go down and keep Bielsa. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Th- there's an interesting question, like, because the thing is, what could happen is if Leeds go down, you'd imagine Bielsa would be the man you'd want they'd want to get them back up and he's done it before. So they risk now, they've, they've kind of rolled the oh. dice to stay up and they've got an issue now that if they still go down, then they, 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 they don't have the person who took them there in the first place. So it's one of those where, you know, it's a tricky one. And, um, but you, I mean, you've got to, there's still a lot, you know, a lot, a lot of points to play for. So you could understand the decision they've made, but um, you, but the, the reaction from Leeds fans has been interesting because I think a lot of them, uh, would have liked to have seen how it played out with Bielsa and if they went down they they still got the man that they left there really yeah. it's a thankless job isn't it it's a thankless mm. job yeah. it's you just like all even as a football fan you look at it and you just go like my hopes and dreams are on who Man United <laughs> net a point in the summer do you know what I mean it could be mm-hmm. it could be brilliant and it but it could be horrific and that's all down to one person <laughs> Like, imagine being that person. I would immediately, immediately have a cardiac arrest if that much Crumble. pressure was on me. Like, Dan. Imagine being given the time that these managers are being given to have, you know, this, like you think, Bielsa, all right, I know they've, what's it, 17, they've dropped. Yeah. 17 goals considered. Ridiculous. But he's also done a hell of a lot for him, more than, more good than bad. And now it's yeah. just, that's it. You lose 4 nil to Spurs. That's what's going to happen, though. But, you know, <laughs> it's the same problem we've got. We're, if we're going to recruit all these top league managers, all these fantastic superstar managers, and the problem's still not fixed, maybe there's a bigger problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's, it's very parallel right now with Spurs and United, isn't it? It's just, if under consecutive managers who've got good, good out of other players, haven't been able to do it, maybe it's the players. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think Leeds have got. I think they've got good, solid, professional players there. I think they'll be all right. I don't see. Did you down. Did you see um, uh, Richard Keys and Andy Gray saying that not they should to. be on yeah, the phone to Big Sam? Oh, obviously, but that's <laughs> their go. That's their go-to because they've got nothing else. 
<laughs> Richard Keys and Andy Gray, who Mitch knows as he had a personal message from him <laughs> on his way. To I did thing. actually. Got <laughs> that. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I'll Genuinely send it to you after. after. Um, it was the inevitable answer from them. They need to be nowhere near civilization. They do not need... We need to take <laughs> Richard Keys and Andy Gray and maroon them on an island and go, you're on your own. I because... thought we had already, if I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was amazed to hear your name come up. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like they just honestly, it, it's like Castaway, but way uglier. Do you know? <laughs> what I mean? Just the point on on Marsh coming in. I think a lot of people have said that they think it's quite knee jerk, but um, apparently Leeds have been monitoring him for quite a while because obviously Bielsa's only been on one year contract since he's been there. Yeah, at his, at his behest. Um, so obviously there was always a chance, and I know it happened last season, didn't it? That he may not have renewed um, because he also, this is the longest he's been at a club ever in his managerial career. He's normally only does two to three seasons. So uh, three and a half is, 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 is a stretch, but, but Marsh, like he is a winner. Um, He has a relatively uh, thin CV, but he, he won the Austrian Bundesliga back to back Austrian Bundesliga and cup double back to back. Uh, the last two seasons before he went in at Leip- uh, RB Leipzig. Um, and uh, Luke, he also was assistant under Ralph at uh, RB Leipzig. Um, Ralph uh, has got good pedigree. Yeah, he's before got, no, he's he got everything at, to um, it. The only thing that will disappoint me after the All or Nothing documentary with Leeds United is if Amazon Prime do not do a real life version of Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a massive amazing. marketing opportunity missed. If Amazon Prime, yeah, don't just be like, the, you know, never yeah. mind getting an Apple TV subscription. This is where it's at. <laughs> I, I think Mitch is right though. If Leeds say Leeds do go down, like they've bought in Marsh now, you know, obviously that's why they bought Marsh into Leipzig was to try and turn it around. He, he couldn't do yeah. it. So it's it's going to be very interesting to see if he can show a bit of a different character because I think you do need someone with Bielsa's intensity when you know you're fighting for your fighting for your life sort of I've been to Leeds it, but... having that intensity works it helps yeah, yeah. Leeds, Leeds is not a fun place to go he's <laughs> but he's now been he's Marsh has now been the successor to two very successful and well-liked managers at his last two clubs so yeah. he went into Leipzig from Salzburg after Nagelsmann who went to Munich uh, and obviously is like the next big thing of German football and obviously, Bielsa is, was revered to revered as in sort of deity like manner at Leeds. Apparently, uh, at the end of the statement, uh, when Leeds said they sacked him, um, they also mentioned that they're going to do some sort of tribute or potentially build a statue of him. Or There's going to be like a statue. That. This is yeah. what happens. How it's... bonkers is that? Three like... and a half years. I'm sorry. Like, I, don't, I don't doubt that he was great, but and obviously did amazing things for the club. Pulled him out of the mire. I mean, they had nine managers in the previous four years. In the previous, oh, in the same time he was there, the previous time of that, they had nine managers. Like, he brought stability. And this is up there with having Thierry Henry outside the Emirates for me. I'm so, yes, he was good, but he's not trophy worthy. Oh, Luke. Luke. No. Nah. Don't Lock even care. That's it. Don't even care. They'll come feel. That what you talk, that's what you <laughs> texted me before the podcast. <laughs> in what? 
it's the Spurs fans' fault. Tell me. <laughs> hey, just please note for the tape, the Spurs fan didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm telling. I'm sorry. I'm standing my ground here. We Manchester United, the Busby Babes plane crashing fifty eight. Whilst Matt Busby was recovering in hospital and our first team was decimated, Jimmy Murphy, our assistant manager, got us to the FA Cup final on a shoestring team of players who'd never played before, led by a very, very young Bobby Charlton who was in that team. Ten years later, we won the Champions League, the, Champions League back, the European Cup. First English club to do so. He's only just getting a statue at Old Trafford and Bielsa's getting one. <laughs> Old Trafford admin team. I don't think that's anyone. <laughs> Someone at Old Trafford's walked in with a book and gone. Hey, do you know what's happened in the history of this club? <laughs> <laughs> there's been a work. There's been a works order in for it since 1959. It's just I'm the woman's on holiday. So. Woodward has just turned around and gone. Fuck off. We then <laughs> killed him something. <laughs> it's just ludicrous. I just don't get it. And Thierry Henry, fine, but I mean, what did he win there? <laughs> I reckon Wes Brown won. <laughs> Arsenal just—I don't like him that much. <laughs> but yeah, I can't help it. It's Roy Keane, Patrick Vieira. It goes deep. Um, we've we pretty much run out of time, really. But just a quick one last point for for the minutes, if nothing else. Uh, Mark Hughes is at Bradford. Is that his last chance? At being a manager at all, does if he fails this, is it just literally they're like you're going to have to go work at W. A. Smiths or something? You're, <laughs> Mark, Mark Hughes is going to be driving in and out of service stations along the M4, asking who does your tampons. That sort did of. It, did I hear how he got the job? Because this, I thought it was a joke. He applied for it via email, and they actually missed his application because it went to the spam file. <laughs> That's that is not a joke. That, that is, is genuine. He nearly didn't get it because it went to the spam. That's, <laughs> That's amazing. That's up there with fact they must machines have thought breaking it was a down. Joke. When they finally <laughs> sifted through their spam folder, they must have thought it was like a yeah. know, Nigerian prince scam. Bloody Mark Hughes applying for the job. Mark Hughes is trying to wire us eighteen million dollars. I love the idea of them just being like, oh, go on then. Yeah, say, come here. Come here, one <laughs> o'clock Tuesday. Go on, I got a and little, then someone uh, looking at them and goes, it's fucking Mark Hughes. <laughs> I got a little stats-based quiz if we've got time, quickly. Yeah. Go on. Um, so this is the first time Mark Hughes has ever managed outside of the Prem, apparently. Um, but And he is the manager with the seven most game, seventh highest most games managed in the Premier League. More than more than Roy Hodgson and more than Jose Mourinho. That could is outrageous. You, could I, you I name the, the six managers that are above him in the rankings? Oh. Okay, right. I love this. Okay, Sir Alex. Um, yeah. Wenger. Wenger. Yeah. Fergie and Wenger are second and third. Wenger had more Premier League games than Fergie by 18. Eight wow. to eight to eight ten. Who the hell has had more Premier League minutes than Six. Six, yes, yeah, so you've got two. <laughs> Is Allardyce one of them? Yeah, Big Sam. Big Sam, of course, Big Fifth. Sam. Where's Big Royce? Sam? The run up. Who is that, sorry? 
Big Sam's fifth, is he? Fifth, yeah. Did David Moyes. David yeah, Moyes is in there, yeah. Fourth. <sighs> He's more. Bruce on there. Yeah, sixth. I think you might kick yourself. Go on. Benitez? No, weirdly, he was below, uh, he was joint um, joint 10th with uh, Martin O'Neill. Have I been in a trance at some point then? Because Benitez, yeah, Benitez with it. Like, so someone then has had, have we had first yet? Yeah, it goes Wenger, Fergie, then the last person that we haven't guessed, Moyes, Speed. So you're looking it's for not third. Mourinho. No. We, it's not Mourinho. We know it's not Mark Hughes. Yeah. Oh, God. Mitch is... Mitch so is put you out no, of misery? <laughs> yeah. I think you're all going to kick yourself. Pep. It's old, it's old Harry Redknapp. Oh, <laughs> Wheeler Dealer. No. Oh. How we had that while I'm sat here in a Welsh shirt with a Spurs fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love 641 Harry. Premier League games. That's like wow. what nearly that's what nearly like 14, 15 seasons of that's wind, winding his window down on transfer deadline day. I mean, There's he... a few people I'd love to know how many, like Pulis, you know, someone like Pulis. He messed about a fair, fair ton. I think mm. he was like, yeah. I think I I didn't really go below below tenth, but I think he was like thirteen or four. I think he was in the top twenty. And Dice will be on there somewhere, you know. These yeah. sort of be far off. Right. He's a... Yeah. There you go. That was that was amazing to finish on. I enjoyed that. Thank you very much. Fun little tidbit. Fine lot. Um, Mitch, any more for any more? Nah, nothing for me, mate. Steve, United are shit, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Threw it in there. Can't see anything from you. I'm just glad I got away with the Spurs chat, to be honest. You have. I've angered quite a few different <laughs> fan bases. I've taken one for you there, so it's it's grand. Cheers, guys. Hi, this is the Blender Coach, and you're listening to a Touchline Rants latest podcast, Back of the Net. Touch line, 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 touch line